Welcome to Mindful Mutiny. I'm Jeremy Van Wert. I'm here to review a very special book by Matthew Perry. It's called Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. This is the ultimate biography by Matthew Perry, who at the filming of this just recently passed away. And this book really was impactful. This book begins as a really vivid flashback to some of the most terrible moments in Matthew's life. And this has to do with his ongoing issues with addiction. It begins with him not only getting treatment, but almost dying at a hospital because of the physical health ramifications of what it was that his addiction was doing to him. He had major medical issues all throughout this book because of his constant relationship with alcohol and pills and his constant jonesing for oxycodone. He had these desperate efforts throughout the books, throughout the book to stay drunk and high. And you get this really strong sense of his total lack of control over himself and the way that he feels. He also, and I really loved this part, he goes into such authentic detail about the problems that there are with addiction, including very, very personal things like erectile dysfunction, and that for quite a period of time, he didn't quite seem to connect that his alcohol use, in, use, his alcohol use and his erectile dysfunction were part of the same thing. He finally did figure that out, but when you realize the totality of what an addiction actually does to you, and you see this man just be a slave to his own addiction, you just go, my God, addiction is such a powerful thing. Early in the book, Matthew Perry makes a Faustian deal with God, and his thing was about being famous. He wanted to be famous so badly that he would get on his knees and he would pray, please make me famous. And after a period of time of trying to make it in Hollywood, he ends up making it as Chandler on Friends, which was the absolute high point of his career. I really loved him going into detail of what it was like to shoot Friends because you get a strong sense of who these people actually are, Lisa Kudrow and Jennifer Aniston and the rest of everybody and how wonderfully close they were as real friends in real life. These friends on screen and in real life did a wonderful job of being his friend. They would, at times, when they noticed that he was not healthy, they would stop filming in order to give him the time that he needed to go and get sober. That's not an easy thing to do for a giant network filming expedition like this, because it really is the responsibility of the professional to remain at a point where they can perform, but they didn't want to lose one of the friends. And so they would ensure that he could go and get the treatment that he needed. And there were a couple of times when he almost didn't quite make it back. But these people, the cast of Friends, did such a wonderful job of helping support him and talking to him about when they noticed that he was trying to hide how unhealthy he was at any given time. Their love and support through this period of time is really touching for the reader to, to read and to experience because it is really, really difficult in the professional world to experience colleagues 
who actually do care about you and are willing to affect their own lives and careers in order to ensure your safety and your health. That's just something that doesn't happen very on, uh, very often. Now, his opportunities after Friends ended were things that would kind of come and go. Because he was Matthew Perry or Chandler, he had the opportunity to act in several different things, but there were times when his addiction became so problematic that he would lose out on opportunities. But also in this period of time, there were times when he would watch other people's addictions take them down. He was partying a lot with Chris Farley at the time when Chris Farley passed away. And he had to sit there and recognize, my God, we were doing the same things at the same time. And now Chris is gone and he was such a good friend. And so even though he could experience the mortality of people he was close to and also was watching himself be degraded physically so badly at times that he had to wear a colostomy bag more than once, it was both humiliating and something that he had such a hard time kicking. This is a man who talks in the book several times about his desire to have somebody in his life that truly cares for him. And there were females that came and went that he truly did love, but he had such a hard time setting aside his need for instant gratification that even when he knew that there was a quality female that he really would like to have in his life, he could not turn his back on being a famous and handsome, successful movie star that could have any girl that he wanted. And so there were women that came and went that he really. In the book, he talks about wondering what it would have been like to be married to that person and have children with them. And he saw the missed opportunities in his life. He helps other people get sober. And these are times when you can see his self-esteem is up. He is doing something that's benefiting the world. And he feels like he's competent in his life. And these periods of time are so fleeting. And you just go, no, don't stop. Don't stop. Keep going. But he falls back into his addiction. The major themes in this book is about his constant isolation and his feeling of not ever being good enough and how his childhood affected his feelings of not being good enough, even though he had accomplished things that very few people in this life ever get a chance to accomplish. His unwavering need for instant gratification is something that is an ongoing theme that, that you are just rooting for him to stop. And it's so disturbing to watch him continually fall into it and watch him suffer in the way that he does because he spares no detail in talking about the way that he suffered. He talks in, in great detail also about the lack of engagement and meaningful community and relationships. He had people in his life who really did truly care about him. But when you're an addict, it's really difficult to engage, particularly when you're using in community with other people because addiction is a selfish thing. And so when you are acting out on your addiction, you're hiding things, you're staying to yourself and you're not able to reach out to your friends and say, I'm in trouble, I need help until it's way too late and I need help really means I need to get to a hospital really quick because I might be dying. 
You also get a sense in this book of his rage, his rage at other people, which at times is so totally misplaced because at addiction, it makes it really difficult to accept full responsibility until you can actually see yourself in reality. You have to be sober to do that. And at times when he is not sober, you get this strong sense of his displacing blame towards other people. And it's it's really icky. It's kind of disgusting that he does it, but but he does such a wonderful job of the authenticity of what addiction actually is and what it turns you into that you go, wow, he's so petulant. He's so childlike, but he's writing it like that so that you as the reader can understand the total lack of perspective that an addict has when they are in the full addiction phase of their loop. This man, he's so good looking, he's so talented, he's so funny, he's so promising, and his life was cut way too short. He should still be acting. Chris Farley should still be alive. These people who, who fell into addiction and just could not pull themselves up. This book helps you see the major dangers involved in isolation, addiction, and a failure to realize your actual value. And this is what the full tragedy of this life and many other Hollywood lives actually is, that these people are so talented. They are so wonderful. They're so capable of doing incredible things. And these addictions just shut their lives down too early, a lot like Amy Winehouse. The reason that I give this book five stars is because it is so gritty. It is so vivid. It's so ugly. It's so authentic. And it's so honest. And you see this man suffer right in front of you and hold this out to you as, as a means of showing you just how awful an addiction is and what it can do to somebody who is so promising. And what I hope is that this book is something in the wake of this man's life that can help people get out of their own addiction, can help people understand as they're starting to fall into a cycle that this can take down anybody. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how wealthy you are. It doesn't matter how many resources you have. It doesn't matter your skin color, your religion, or your creed. Addiction will creep into your life and it will destroy you and it will destroy the people around you. This profound message and his message of what it felt like for him to actually join into helping himself and others become sober and that those were the times in his life when he felt the most viable, the most healthy, and the most able to actually be a productive member of society. And at other times when he was able to have the things that many people think that they want, fast cars and plenty of women and plenty of all of these sorts of things were ultimately not satisfying at all. Even as he was sitting on the balcony of a beautiful house that he owned, he never felt like he was good enough. Imagine that. But the problem is that so many people, no matter what their station in life, they feel just like this. This book does a wonderful job of showing, showing the suffering involved in isolation and just not feeling like you have the value that you so obviously have and so many people others see, uh, so many other people actually see. So I leave you with this. This book is absolutely something that I would recommend. 
It's something that I would recommend to anybody, obviously, interested in friends, interested in Matthew Perry, but also people who are suffering from abuse. Even if you've never watched an episode of Friends or even know who Matthew Perry is, this book is a wonderful reminder that you are not alone as a person who suffers from addiction. You're not alone and that people all over the map are suffering from the same isolation and that you will be better when you get help for it. And so from me and high altitude mindset, please go be something great.